Welcome to Level Up Radio, presented by Coach Now. I'm Spencer Dennis, and on today's show, we feature one of the best in the business, Lance Gill. But we're going to be doing it in a little bit uh, different format. This is going to be a replay of a live webinar that I did with Lance recently, where we talked very, very much in depth about remote coaching. Lance is one of the, in my opinion, one of the most successful in delivering this model of coaching. And there's a big difference, in our opinion, between remote coaching and online lessons. An online lesson would be something like a quick fix. Somebody sends you as a coach a technical video, you analyze it, and there's a quick exchange of dollars, let's say $50 for that one interaction. But in our opinion, that should be the very beginning of a long-term relationship focused on a developmental plan versus just a quick fix uh, analysis of sorts. Nobody wins on the quick fix. The coach doesn't make enough money. The athlete doesn't get any better. So why are we doing it? We're going to dive deep into remote coaching and why that honestly is the best for everybody involved. And during this call or during this talk, Lance is going to talk about not only the marketing side, the social media side, how to structure your coaching plans, as well as how to uh, kind of tie this together in a package. So I learned a ton. And the best thing about this, I think, is that because it was live, we had other coaches uh, attending the live webinar that were able to ask questions as well. So there should be a lot of nuggets for you to get out of this particular episode. So with that, I hope that you enjoy it. I hope that you learn a ton just like I did. And let's get into it. Thanks. All right, everybody, welcome to our Level Up Live webinar. Oh, sorry, geez. Welcome to our live webinar here with Lance Gill. Um, if you're just joining us, I want to make sure that you're aware that you can for sure ask questions. So there is a Q&A box. Please go ahead and type away. doesn't matter when you do it, because uh, then we're going to have the opportunity to answer questions maybe throughout, or I'll push it towards the end of our talk today to make sure that we don't get too far off track. So we did have a lot more people register that are, than are here right now, so I'm sure a lot more people will come in. Um, but for those of you that are here today, right in this moment, I wanted to uh, say a big thanks to Lance Gill for showing up and sharing some of his wisdom. So thanks for joining, Lance. Thank you, guys. It's always a pleasure. Yeah. So for those that don't know Lance, I want to give you an opportunity to maybe just share a little bit about your day-to-day, and then we can work backwards and jump around. But what does a typical day in the world uh, for you look like? And I know you do a lot of things, so you can pick any day you want. Okay. Well, for instance, today, um, I had an LPGA player come in and was having some lower back pain due to an accident. She went under, underwent, and our job was to understand if her swing and her body were uh, fighting each other or if they were happily joined. And we, we, we found a lot of um, uh, variability in her body's ability to do what she wanted to do in her golf swing. So... The question is, what do we do from this point? And this LBGA player lives in Jupiter, Florida, and I'm all the way out here in San Diego. So I, I'm currently in the middle of understanding how to deliver her uh, coaching methodologies for her and her fitness coach to collaborate with what, what we saw here in San Diego and be able to apply these techniques where she lives in her hometown. So this is this is a really good microcosm of my world where my athletes are on the go they're everywhere they're all over the planet from uh, asia to the middle east to america and having an ability to deliver information get feedback get questions and continually coach the athlete i think is where i see a lot of people going in this modern era everybody's not in your local uh, market if you will 
and why would you want them all to be in your local market? Because you're 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 centralizing your opportunities to six square miles. And to right. me, that's silly. And today is just a good example of how it works on a day to day basis. Yeah, I think that's actually a perfect example, right? Because you're when people are tuning into this, a lot of times when they think of remote training or remote coaching, they think, well, that's exclusively remote with that particular person, not necessarily a blended approach. And so in this example, you did an in-person assessment, gathered some information, and you're gonna maintain the relationship and charge accordingly for the remote aspect. And I, we're gonna dive into the collaboration aspect too, because I think everybody that's on this call really needs to understand the collaborative part. Yep. Um, but there may be two times or three times a year you see this particular person in, in person and the rest of the time you're coaching them remote, right? Yeah, but the reality is I, I mean, I could have done 85% of what I did in person on remote if I wanted to, but cool. some people like that impersonal touch. So I'm a big fan of having the options available for the client when they want or what they want. Right. And the reality is if you look at all the, athletes in the world they're still programmed to think that one hour session is what you need hands-on right in a gym or in a clinic but i think with modern day technology we're being able to branch out from that and selling the athlete selling the coaching staff for the blended approaches is, is where we're at right now and sometimes it's hard sometimes it's hard but but i'm seeing more buy-in from athletes as we progress deeper and deeper to each year Right. And you have the opportunity to maintain this, this persistency in the relationship that maybe wasn't possible, I don't know, six or seven years ago. So maybe, maybe walk us through the evolution of how you landed on this model. And I know you still deliver in-person experiences and things like that, but maybe walk us through how you landed on the model and, and what kind of kicked you over the edge. Well, I mean, the, the reality is all, not many tour players live in Southern California. And I'll, I'll start with them because of a lot of reasons, but you know, in order to extend the coaching, we had to come up with creative techniques to be able to answer questions, to deliver uh, programming, to be able to answer the coach's questions if it's a, a golf coach that wanted to ask a question. So we were piecemealing everything on emails and text messages and some golf analysis platforms. And there really wasn't anything to tie it all together, if you will, until probably five or six years ago and we, we started talking and, yeah. and we really got into the, the Edgify, which changed into the Coach Now platform. And, and now we're able to put everybody on the same platform, be able to discuss the different aspects and interject when we need to, whether it be a parent interjecting, a, a coach or the athlete themselves. From wherever you are, from the simplicity of your, your smartphone, your iPad, your computer, what have you, and like you said, it extends the coaching. And to me, that's more touches per client. Every time you touch a client as a coach, you're hopefully doing something positive versus we're going to see you for one session for 60 minutes and that's it. And I just feel like even though it's a five minute interaction between me and the client, it goes farther than sometimes a 60 minute session does in person. I was, yeah, I'm, I'm really glad that you said that because I think a lot of people that think about remote coaching have a difficult time. And we're going to touch on this, everybody, about the, the expectations, right? Because when you are selling this to somebody, you want to set some really solid expectations so you're not over-promising and under-delivering. But for you, Lance, I think a lot of people listening to this might go, oh, man, they're just going to be blowing up my phone all day, every day. And I'm not, you know, there's no way that I can charge enough to warrant this. I think what you just said, though, is there's these micro interactions that have this kind of longer lasting kind of rippling effect. So maybe kind of speak to your experience with those kind of touch points along the way. Well, 
part of how I base my business is if, if I reach out to a client and give them three to four minutes of my time, just, hey, Lance, can you look at this video and tell me if there's any improvement over last week's pelvic tilt? I look at yeah. the video, I draw lines, I voice it over. The total time to buy in for me takes literally a minute to two minutes. The client opens it up, reads it, watches it, gets the feedback, goes and practices, and that whole time frame could be five to 10 minutes. So right. I'm getting anywhere from a 200% buyback to 2000% investment on a return on investment, if you will, for every, every touch point. In two minutes of my time, yielding 10 minutes on their time, that's good coaching because they're bite-sized nuggets, they're, they're digestible, and they can keep coming, keep coming, keep coming. And from the athlete's perspective, you're no further away than your phone to talk to your coach versus having to drive across town in traffic, so on and so forth. I, I, I think that it adds another dimension to training. So I should say coaching, not just training. Sure. That the athlete really buys into because it's on their time now. It's not just on my schedule. Yeah. And I think that that asynchronous aspect of it is really, really important. I know that's largely why I, I created the platform once upon a time, because it was so difficult to get on the phone with someone like you, right? Because you're busy and our schedules don't match or we're in different parts of the world. So we're never going to be, be able to sync up in a way that makes a lot of sense. But now because you can com communicate using video that you just put there and someone can play it later or an audio note or a PDF or whatever, it does allow the stakeholders and in most cases to the athlete, right? But all the stakeholders to kind of buy or absorb the content as they go, rather than everybody having to be, you know, on the same timetable. You know, one thing that I, it, it just struck me as odd today when I'm working with this LPGA player, she's, she's out here for a very condensed period of time. We have to get a lot of information uh, covered, a lot of techniques covered, both physically, technically, um, and even practice wise, her, her caddies, and, and I see it in the player's eyes, like, oh my gosh, I'm overwhelmed. Yeah. And I say, I wish I could just, just bite this down, just pare it down to simple things that we can do. And we don't have to rebuild Rome in one night. But every time I try to add another block to the building of the city, I want yeah. it to be understood and progressed on. So I don't want any regression. And I find that the, the remote coaching model allows us to add some of those easier, tangible uh, tasks to be executed. I like that, right? It gives you a little bit of space to digest, test it out, give some feedback rather than in a half a day session, right? There's so much information. And yeah. the reality is, is that even though you want to just have her do one to two things for that five hours or together, yep. that's not what they want, right? No. They want a fire hose, but at the same time, that's not productive for them. No. So I, I totally buy into what you're saying as far as the remote side of things, you have an opportunity to kind of drip it out, right? Have a little right. bit different cadence to it. Yep. And I find that the people that buy into that are like, they're getting amazing results, amazing results. And, and in many cases, I've, I've, I guess I've crossed a bridge that I never thought I would cross, which is, Hey, Lance, I've achieved all my goals. I'm doing great. Everything that I set out to do is great. Right. So I don't need to, I don't need to be on the system anymore. I'm like, Whoa, that's not uh, what I expected. But that's a, yeah. that's a cool problem to have because if you allow the athlete to progress at their pace versus you have to do it in the time that we're touching each other, I think you're, you're seeing some big time results with the athletes. And now I got to figure out how to cross that bridge. If I've accomplished all my goals, what do I do now? Right. Well, I think, I think it's interesting, right? Because they're, they're going to say that they may leave for a month or two, 
but because they have this persistent connection to your content, right, into their progress, if and when they want something else, you're obviously the first one they're going to call Hopefully. versus looking for somebody else. I believe that that's my experience in seeing so many people doing this. Absolutely. And it, yeah, and I think a different, uh, a, a good example of this too is my fiance is a psychologist. And when people come to her, she says, well, I usually work with people for 12 sessions. That's typically when we transition to something else, right? So she has this kind of finite piece of time. She's like, I don't want you to be solely dependent on me for your entire life. That's not the type of therapy I want to deliver to you. Mm -hmm. So I think we as coaches have to be okay with the transitional side and it might not be, you know, a spoon fed relationship for our 20 years. And that's okay because it's our job to give the athlete the tools to be autonomous, not necessarily be dependent, right? Yeah. P and Lynn used to talk about that. We're trying to create independent athletes versus dependent. And, you know, it's just the dichotomy of you're trying to build a business and you love the action, you love the financial side of it, and the athletes do it so good. It's, it's something you have to understand. There's going to be an ebb and take. There's going to be a, a give, or, you know, an ebb and flow, if you will, to this. Yeah. And that's okay. That's okay because they will come back when they need more information at their, on their time. Yeah, and the likelihood is though they're going to refer you one or two other people along the way, right? So if you're doing your job, they're happy. They're going to tell other people. And I think in the Coach Now world, which has been positive that I've seen, is that this athlete has at least you know, a long history, three to six months of something that they can show their friends and say, well, look, this is all the stuff I did, and this is how Lance does his thing. 100%. 100%. So let, let's dive into the marketing side of this. So just bear with me, everybody. I'm going to kick off a screen share here, and it might just take me a moment to find the right thing that I want to share. So... Okay. All right. So is everybody seeing uh, Lance's website here? Is that what everybody's seeing? And I'm just going to share it a little bit differently. I don't want to share the whole thing. There we go. All right. So hopefully we're just seeing the, the website here. So Lance, this is really cool because this is actually different from the last time I looked at this a couple of weeks ago. So you've made some evolutions here yep. um, as far as how you're doing things. So walk us through how you're marketing it. And then we're going to jump into the pricing and talk about, you know, how you came up with what you did. Um, so walk me through kind of decisions to pare this down. Cause it's a lot simpler or a lot more streamlined than last time I looked at this. Yeah. Um, so maybe just kind of walk us through your thoughts here on your marketing page and what you're hoping for. So basically what we're, we're trying to, I want the athlete to understand that getting help isn't a complex in depth, uh, you know, eternal process. It's, it's basically a three-step process. You get with your fitness coach um, to review the goals, the plans, what you want to accomplish. And I think that's the most important thing is I want, I want all the athletes out to understand that I'm here to help you attain your goals. I may think you should hit it farther, but your goal may be I want to play a full round of golf without any pain. So I need to understand and listen to what your goals are and then help you understand the, the feasibility or the achievability of those goals in a set period of time. Yep. Once we understand where your goals are, then we have to go to step two, which is understanding what your body can or cannot do because they, mm -hmm. they directly interact with one another. So our purpose is to understand physically what you can do so that we can then pair it up to what you currently are doing in the sport that you're choosing. We're just really good at golf, but we work with all athletes of all types because right, human exactly. movement is human movement. Yep. And then based on those results, we have to understand 
If there's a roadblock or a hurdle from your body that's impeding your ability to achieve your goals, it's going to be our job to program to overcome that. And that would be step three. Receive your personalized plan based on what your goals and assessments are showing us. And then the hard work begins. That's when you have to start doing the exercises, doing the drills, giving us feedback, sending us videos. Here's me yep. doing my, my step through drill. Is this right? When we can tell you yes or no and give you feedback. And then basically it kicks you back to step one at a period of time, such as a one month interval, a two week interval to reassess where your goals are and where your body is. So it kind of kicks back to step one and two and understand here's where you made the progress. We need a little bit more work on this and continually adapt your programming based on your adaptions of your body. Yep. Yep. And I, can you, can you walk us through step one, how you go about doing that? If, if you're never going to see this person in person, is this a phone call? Is it a Skype call like this? What, what, what are you doing? Traditionally what we have is if somebody contacts us for via the website or a recommendation from another client, what we'll do is we'll set up a phone conversation or Zoom at the yep. client's comfort level, yep. and we'll take them through the entire history. So tell us how you heard about us. Uh, tell us why why you want to get help. What are what are we here for today? Yep. Pain reduction. Is it hitting it farther? Is it playing longer? What have you? And then get an understanding a little bit about the the athlete's gym IQ and golf IQ, which is their their understanding of how to be in a gym, act on fitness, or on the golf course, what's your handicap? What other sports have you played? So I wanna know the proficiency of an athlete that we're dealing with. And it doesn't matter if you're a high-level athlete or a low-level athlete, I just wanna know where we are, get to know a little bit about you, so that we can make the client comfortable in a, basically step one is free, there's no charge to it. Some people go to step one and like, man, you know what? I don't know if this is right for me or, oh, wow, I didn't even think it was this in depth. So this is our place to interact with the potential clients in a very easy way to see if they're, they're interested in going forward. And how long does that usually last? Is that 15 minutes, an hour? What do you do? Man, I, I tell you what, you know, to Shauna and Kaylee, my providers that work with me, they're oftentimes going through this step one and I've heard from five minutes, people, you know, I get it. I love it. I, I, you don't have to sell me. I've already been sold by your client or it could be an hour's worth of conversations and questions. So I, I try to say on average about 10 to 15 minutes. So. Got it. Got it. Okay. And then, cause I, I think that's pretty common, especially in like remote uh, mental health. I know like a 15 minute consultation is very, very standard. Um, you get to know them, you share what you do, your strategies, and hopefully it's a good fit. So now let's look at step two. Um, I obviously use coach now for a good chunk of step three, I think more so. Well, we, uh, but what are you using step? What are you doing in step two? I know you use us and maybe something else too. So we use the zoom platform that we're all on right now to yep. video conference, the physical assessment. And, and it's a lot easier than I had thought it would be, or people would tell me. So I, I simply, here's an example of Kaylee demonstrating a radial deviation screen to see if you have the ability to set the golf club. The client watches her perform it and then sets the phone or tablet up to repeat it. And while she's doing that, we'll actually screen record your movement because at the end of step two, when we're done with this physical evaluation, we're going to take all those recordings, download them to coach now and we'll voice them over. So you're gonna get a video Sweet. feedback saying, here's your radial deviation screen. The reason why it's hard for you to do what your coach is asking you to, because 
you don't have the ability to hinge your wrist, whereas you're using your elbows. So we'll draw lines and educate the client how their body is interacting with the technique that they're trying to use. So it's a seamless environment where we're using that Zoom platform as well as, as Coach Now to deliver all those pieces of data to our client. That's awesome. And I think that's a real nugget for anybody that's on this right now because we... I always am encouraging people to record their interactions like this, right? Because a lot of people <clears throat> will do the remote training, but it kind of escaped me for whatever reason, right? To screen record somebody moving within that frame and then upload it and do some more work to it. So <clears throat> I think that's an awesome note for anybody that is in, I should say, most all of our coaches are movement specialists or kind of technical people that use our platform. Um, so I think that's a great piece of advice. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so I think it, it's coming across pretty dang clear. It's a simple system that you've, you've initiated here. So let's talk about the pricing and how you've come across this and maybe some evolutions in pricing because pricing is not the easiest thing to land on first, first off without necessarily having some sort of elasticity to it. So uh, maybe walk us through your two top packages here, the custom one we can talk about too, but maybe walk us through the packages that you're offering. Well, what I, what I've, looked at and, and, and I'll base this off of a, you know, a concept that I've been mulling around my head for years. If, if you take a thousand people who are interested in fitness and love golf, so we'll say they're golf fitness enthusiasts, thousand people, and you look at their training habits, about 10% of that population or a hundred of those people will be all one-on-one -on -one. they want the highest level of training they're going to train with a trainer three times a week and they have the expendable income to go after it now those those are oftentimes what we want as clients those are the big spenders the ones that will commit the low-hanging fruit if you will sure but then there's the bottom 30 percent and i call it the diy the do-it-yourselfers who want to get everything they can get and they they're going to get it from the internet youtube golf digest what have you men's health and they're going to do everything on their own. That's uh, a population that's great. I'm fine with it. But it's not something I want to waste a lot of my time on because they want to do it all yourself. I'd rather focus on that 60%, that 600 in the middle that want structured guidance, want a team with them, but not in their face every single second. So I came up with a program that will offer you upwards of 60 minutes of actual one-on-one -on -one time with a personalized coach. And then those continuous interactions throughout the month that could attribute or contribute to another hour's worth of time yep. overall from our side. And if you extrapolate that out, if every five-minute interaction on a coaching platform yields another 15, and we're contacting people 15 times a month, you do the math, it adds up very quickly. Got it. So your perceived value for that $200, it, it, goes, it goes way up. Now, some of my athletes like to have a program. They like to work on it for a month, give us feedback, and then every month we just kind of change and reassess and reevaluate. So we offer them that foundational package. But some yep. people just love to have the continual change of the program. They want to keep up to date with it. These are traditionally higher-level players that really want to stay on top of things. And it's, that's just the same program, but it's twice a month. We evaluate and have a goal-setting session. If not, hey, check out some of these training two 60-minute online coaching sessions, and then the reassessment. So it's, it's at the player's discretion what they want to invest, and I want to make sure I have offerings to suit all of their needs. Does that make sense? 
it totally does. And so if I'm here, I'm getting a sense of this, I'm like, yeah, hey, this makes sense, right? I'm gonna hit inquire. It's gonna bring me to this contact field. And then you're gonna reach out to them and set up that step one on the assessment. 100%. Right? So intro the first part will be, we'd love to chat with you, see if, um, see if this program's the right fit for you to learn a little bit more about your body, what, why you're coming to see us or wanna see us. And just and go from there. And again, we'll, we'll custom, we, we can text this out, we can email, we can phone call, Skype, doesn't matter. We'll do it and make sure it's in your wheelhouse of comfort. Beautiful. And then as far as collecting payment, because this is a fairly common question, you and I have been doing this a long time, so it's a fairly simple answer usually for us. Um, but for those, of, for those that don't necessarily do this, how are you collecting your payments? What's, what software are you using? Uh, traditionally, PayPal is what okay. we've, we've used. I've, I've had Venmo. I've had people send in hard checks. Um, mm -hmm. I'm pretty easy. Uh, I, I even have a credit card. Not huge on that, but I, all those work. I try to make it easy for the clients so that um, at the end of the month, we are handling it the way that is easiest for them. Yep. Yep. And I would encourage anybody that's listening to this, if you're selling something that has a minimal requirement like Lance has, have an auto renewal aspect to whatever you're selling. You don't want to have to then hit them up and collect another $200 check, let's say, because that's not necessarily in anybody's best interest, most, but mostly yours <laughs> as a coach. Yeah, and that, that's the thing. Like if there, there's a lot of software platforms out there. It's where you can get inundated. You can go up to a level of very uncomfortable for smaller operations and having that auto, that auto pay feature would be, would be ideal to help out. Yeah, because I, I, anybody that's in the service business like we are, like I remember running junior camps and always having to chase the parents down for $10, right? Because I didn't have a system that just kind of auto-billed them for the $10. And it just makes everybody feel uncomfortable, right? So you want to make this as streamlined and as frictionless as possible. Um, so look at PayPal, look at Stripe, look at Square. If you're using some sort of scheduling software, it might already have it in there. So like Schedule or MindBody or all the other ones that offer some sort of scheduling and billing component probably has some sort of recurring payment aspect to it. Um, so just be mindful of that if you're listening to this. And it'll make your life a lot easier. Another thing to be mindful of, Spencer, is is the processing fees that sometimes we face. And that's also true. Yep. Yeah, I'm trying to keep my processing fees below three percent. I mean, yes. I would love to see below two point five percent. So you think about it, if if you're taking 3% off of a $200 a month, that's, that's $6 that's coming off. I think I'm doing that right. Mm -hmm. um, that's a lot. It adds up quick, but I want you to pay attention because it's not just 200 you get. So whatever pricing you go with, make sure to reflect the, uh, those processing fees in, in it. Absolutely. Yeah. I think a lot of us as, as business owners, and I, I'm assuming most of us that are on this call are sole proprietors or a part of an academy or something, right? Um, you do always have to consider your overhead. So website hosting, um, the processing fees, like you're saying, if you have a Zoom premium account, you're going to do that. Obviously, if you're a Coach Now member, you've got that. So I only say that to say that that's just a cost of doing business. So don't freak out about it. Don't pinch all the pennies and sacrifice dollars, but be aware of your pricing so yeah. that you're pricing accordingly. That's really all it is, right? Just understand. Just like in a restaurant, you got to understand your food costs. Otherwise, you're going to lose money on every burger you sell, right? You just got to make sure you're doing that right. <laughs> so let, let's look at your, let's talk about marketing. So I'm going to highlight Lance's Instagram here for a second. I know Lance does a lot of different things out there, but as you'll see, he's got a great uh, social following here. He's got a good amount of followers. He's talking about what he's doing. It's not in 
great, great detail, but obviously Instagram doesn't provide that. I know this link right now is linking to one of your events, but typically would this link be going back to your website for the remote yeah. training? Traditionally, that goes right back to remote training. Uh, but for this week, we're hosting that event, so that, that's our, our yep. pathway. So wanna, is there any advice you can give to anybody listening to this that would like, I mean, you've been at this a long time and you're very dedicated. So persistency is part of why this number at 28K is there. But what kind of voice, what kind of things are you passionate about sharing socially that kind of helps you stand out, do you think? Well, I've taken a, a, a segmented, compartmentalized approach. And, and by no means was I really good at this. Um, I, I would just post random stuff up, hope it's stuck, and there was no, there was no form to it. Now we're going to, you can see some quotes there from higher level athletes that tend to deal with performance. So I'm trying to get along to the people that, you know what, the best athletes in the world dedicated themselves to X, Y, and Z so that you can see that it's not just me randomly coming up with this. I also try to include a little humor. There's a little kid playing miniature golf. I, mm -hmm. Tiger Woods just set the new world record for, uh, you know, miniature golf. Um, <laughs> Some, some common, you know, current events and then educational posts. You'll see videos scattered in there, like yep. one out of every five. Yep. So I'm trying to mix up education, humor, current events, um, you know, testimonials from, from higher level people and just a glimpse into a little bit of what we do, where I am in the world. Because now that way people don't, you just don't inundate the Instagram or social media with exercises or swing drills because that gets really old. Yeah. So I'm trying to create different vantage points, keep it fresh and just let people see, you know what, this is just, this is real life stuff. Anybody can do it. It doesn't matter if you're the highest level or the lowest level. And then you'll see little pictures of like the, the video screen with Kaylee. Yep. I'm trying to, I'm trying to deliver the marketing message that guess what? We can do this remotely. So it's not just somebody working out in a gym, which is Kaylee right next to it. It's this can be done remotely. So subtle, um, subtle reminders that that's why I'm here personally. Right. And I think as we scroll all the way down to where I was and kind of work our way back up, I think everybody looking at this, right, you're going to notice that more recently there's been kind of these softer cells on the, on the training, pro training program, right? The remote training protocol Absolutely. aspect in addition to everything else. But I think it's also very clear who you are, what you're doing, what you're offering, what your interest is. I don't think it's muddied at all. And I think that's well, a challenge as coaches is kind of trying to find your lane. Now, what you're also going to see here is a very concerted, my, my color scheme is purple. Everybody can see it. You may or may yeah. not like it, but I'm working with a marketing agency that off the get-go, this is MEV Marketing. Um, they're based out of Miami. I, I was I was made aware of them a long time ago and they said, well, you have zero branding. People don't know who you are. And you'll see Wilma Rudolph has a purple outline. Everything goes back to the LGP color scheme so that no matter where you are, you can tie this in. And I would say that if I'm going to give an example of where I was really bad, that was it. And the, the med cool. team has really helped me organize and compartmentalize my thoughts, my, 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 releases so i would like i would release four pieces in one day and then it'll be dormant for 10 days so right there's a consistent message going out people can come to expect what it is and it ties back into something as simple as color scheme which is a brand issue and and i yeah. think 
all the people on this call can understand that, hey, we're not the best at branding ourselves and we can do better. And these are examples of how we've, we've, we've stepped up our game a little bit. I think that's a really cool point that you just made, right? Because it's very clear, again, everywhere, this little slight tint. And if you are following Coach now, you would see this orange is in a lot of places, right? We have our color palette too. We only use a certain amount of colors. That's part of brand recognition. Yep. You create rules around how your logo appears. And for anybody listening, as you're building your marketing pages and you want to reference Coach now as the software you use, because a lot of people like to do that to say like, this is the software I use. Um, you can hit us up and we can give you a media kit. You can actually just go to coachnow.io, scroll to the bottom, and you'll see a button called design. And you can download a media kit there. You can look at how we do it. Um, and we're going to be revamping it too, because I think it's important to understand that as a company, we're always trying to improve our branding, our messaging, not only just the technology, but everything that goes around it. Um, so you're always learning. You're always trying to get better. And Spencer, there's a couple questions that just popped up. You want me to yeah, yeah. So I want to answer these questions, and then we're going to jump into actually showing uh, what's inside of one of Lance's spaces, because then you can actually see what he delivers. Perfect. So let, let's get these questions going. I'll tee them up for you, Lance. Um, we talked about pricing, but I think we maybe didn't go deep enough into it for this particular question. So did you work it out in relation to your previous hourly rate? Did you kind of do the math off of that, or, or how'd you come up with that? Well, I would love to, but um, basically what I did, I, I've structured my entire business, the remote side of my business to, and this is for all, everyone running a business out there. And I, I structured it so that Kaylee, who's a provider, Sean is a provider, they're going to be doing a majority or bulk of the, the assessments and the calls and, and the follow-up communication. I'm the golf guy. If there's golf questions, they bring me in. Shauna and Kaylee are the performance experts. If, if I look at their total time on task, I call it. So if Kaylee's invested an hour and 15 minutes into a client, her rate of pay would be X, the business would be taking X, and X would be going to marketing for platform expenses. And when I came up with what I want to make per client per hour, and divide it all the way up. The 200 was right in that wheelhouse. Okay. And I wanted to charge something that wasn't, you know, astronomical, but wasn't in the 40 to $70 range, which I see a lot of online coaching platforms going into, which is fine. But I also noticed that in those coaching models, there isn't a lot of interactivity with the client. It's, it's all automated. We don't want to be a totally automated. I'm looking for that 50-50 split so that the client feels like there's a lot of hands-on touch. And then there's that automated online aspect. So there's where the $200 comes up with. Uh, it's somewhat close to my hourly rate, but again, it's not, it's not dead just on that hourly rate. Yeah. And I, I think some important things to kind of add into that would be when you're, when you're building out that pricing, Lance, well, I'll just kind of recap it, right? Lance is talking about all the sunk costs that go into that. He's got staff, which is really great. Um, but it's really important just to understand the value that you're delivering because it's not, as I talked about in the webinar we did a couple weeks ago, it's, there's a difference between remote coaching, as we call it, or remote training like you're calling it, Lance, and online lessons, right? An online lesson is a pure one-time exchange, in my opinion, $50 for an analysis, and then that's it. So you don't want to price yourself so low that you have to do these one-time interactions. You want to sell the program as Lance is doing right from the very beginning. 
the right. assessment is part of the program. It's not the first interaction and you have to sell them on a bunch of other stuff later. No. And, and the reality is you might, if my, if my practitioners are investing an hour and a half of their time initially, and I pay them an X per hour. All right. That is a higher rate of outgo for my business versus if they are with the client for two, three, eight, 12, 15 months and the client's re, uh, demand on the, the practitioner goes from an hour and a half to 45 minutes a month because simply they're more efficient and they have a better relationship and they don't need as much handholding. Well, now from a business perspective, the, the hourly rate that my business takes in is much higher. So listen, on the, on the initial outset, I'm very understanding that's going to take a lot of time, a lot of investment into the client, but yep. you'll see that ease back a little bit as the client becomes more comfortable. Not that we're shortchanging the client, but they just get it quicker and are able to be more efficient. That's really what I'm trying to get home is like, you don't need to be sitting there with me for an hour and a half in a gym. You can do this in 15 minutes if we do it the right way. Right. And I, and I think what you're likely going to land on too, Lance, and anybody that's on this call is over time, you're going to do 100, 200, 300 assessments, let's say, you might find ways to automate some parts of that. So a really lame example would be, hey, fill out this survey, right? And now, I, now that's something that they get right away. They fill it out. And when you get on the call, you're maybe not having to ask all the same questions because you have a little bit of a heads up on what they're looking for. Yeah, and stuff like that. Even from your guys' perspective, I, you, you always tell me, hey, Lance, tell me what can make the process easier. And if, if I Zoom record 25 videos and you offer a batch download process exactly right. platform, which is in the works, that saves me 10 minutes of time. And, and that may seem silly or mundane, but if you multiply that by 400 evaluations a year, that's a big deal. It is a big deal. Yeah. And I, and I think one of the other things uh, for those of you that are looking kind of at the coach now side of this, and we'll jump into that in just a second, we do have a feature called templates. And those are really cool ways to onboard a prospective client, right? Because you can get their email address, you can send them into a space. And even if they don't end up buying, you can at least have a survey in there that they can fill out, like you can link to a survey monkey thing. You could have um, a welcome video. Hey, what's your goals? Throw in a swing, whatever, right? There's a lot of opportunities, I think, to not only have more of the high touch consultation like Lance is doing, but also automate some of the onboarding aspect if you want to. Um, so we've got another question here, which I think is really great. Um, for the unlimited communication, what would be the average number of submissions in a week, month you would expect for the athlete to be happy? And along with that, have you found the ability to increase compliance initiative from the athlete's perspective? So it's a two-parter and we get this question all the time. One being, what's the level of, of communication that's expected or at least that you're selling, right? And then two, how the heck do you build in compliance and accountability? Because a lot of coaches are like, well, my, my people are paying me, but they're not necessarily interacting, right? So maybe you can kind of touch on both of those things. Well, this, this goes two ways. So this is an interesting. So Tyler, this is a really good question and thank you for asking. The, my business aside, I ask my entire staff, and that includes me, we would want to have at least one touch point with a client every 48 hours. So what that says is wow. every two days, we want to have interaction with a client. And you may not see it all at Coach now because sometimes the clients really love text. 
Yep. You see a lot of the interactions here from this page that you're scrolling through. Yep. It, one of my clients, Jorge, is sending us notes of how his round went, how his workout went. There's Kaylee sending a workout um, for different days, and then there's replies in there. So as long as I have a touch point from my team every 48 hours, that's at least 15 touch points a month. Um, think of them as little training sessions. And I mentioned this before, but I'll go over it again. If I give a two minutes of my time to respond or give a, a post, that could have a 10 to 15 minute carryover effect on the athlete. And if you multiply that by 15 of those a month, that's a massive time under, we'll say coaching, time under coaching. And that to me is where you're going to get a good success rate. Gosh, I would love to do it every 24 hours and maybe I'll get there, but at least every 48 hours so that I can make sure the client knows, hey, we're paying attention. We're not just dogging you for $200. We want you to give response. Therein lies the flip side. If I'm complying with you every 48 hours, guess what? I'm expecting you to do the same to me. Because if you are showing me that you're answering, even as saying, hey, hey, Lance, doing great. Thanks for the update. That's fine. So that, that goes into the second part of the question is increase the compliance. Yeah. I demand that the clients respond to me because if they don't, it tells me that they're either not engaged in the program, they're not buying into it. And we have to do a little bit more digging at that point as to what, what's going on. Maybe they're busy. Maybe, oh, I was on the road for 10 days. I'm sorry. I was, all, I was, out of, I was in Africa or something. I don't know. Um, but I, I like to have that 48 hours, but I demand it on the other side as well. Yep, absolutely. And let's talk a little bit about the leverage opportunities, Lance. And this is not a loaded question because I honestly don't know if you're doing it. So I think it's just important to even ask you, are you using the uh, feature here? And hopefully you can see my mouse, at least hovering it, the segments feature at all? Um, not as well as I want to because I'm so busy doing all this other stuff. I need to learn more about it. So talk so let, to let, Yeah, let's talk to, about this one real quick. So I'm not going to click into it out of just... Uh, you know, sake of just Lance not using it that much. But what I want to encourage you guys to do is check this feature out. You can access it mobily as well as on the website. We're going to be renaming it soon to be called Smart Lists and kind of rebranding it. But I think a great example of this feature is a guy by the name of Martin Chuck. And if you're in the world of golf or you watch Golf Channel, you'll know his name. He's got about 4,000 uh, athletes inside of our system. And he uses this feature called Segments to group them together. So an example for Lance would be, he could have a segment called remote training clients. He could have a segment called tour players. He could have a segment called in-person. And so for anybody that is on the uh, remote training side of things, Lance can send one message to say, how's practice going? And that would actually go out to every single person that's in that segment they would have no idea that you sent that message to anybody else. And it gives you a ton of leverage as a professional to manage a, a pretty sizable list of clients. And that's why we built it. It's been there a long time, but I think it's a very underutilized feature, which is why we're going to rename it, kind of push it up into the front, make sure everybody's aware of it. Because for those, for those that take advantage of it, it really helps save a ton of time. Click on it for a second. I'll, okay. I'll I, I, I do use it. I'm not an expert. So you're going to see two categories here. RTP clients, remote training protocol, TPI experiences. Those are on-site experiences. There we go. So Perfect. What I'm doing is I'm, I'm boxing. It, and this is really cool. You just made me think about this. From a, from a marketing standpoint or from a management standpoint, I like to see where my segments are. So the TPI experiences are people that come to see me. And of course, I want to train. 
I want to change some of those over to RTP long-term clients, but I can see where I have each one of those groups. And then I can ultimately uh, drop different styles of messages into them in a, in a group setting. So I think it's a good feature. I just don't know if I use it as well as I should. Yeah, I would encourage you to think about it as uh, not necessarily replacing fully, but I know Martin uses this and a lot of other coaches use this as their replacement of MailChimp or constant contact or whatever email service you might be using. Yep. Martin does this. He'll record a video because you can do that in Coach Now. He can blast it out to 2,000 people's spaces, their golf spaces in this case. It could be any sport, obviously. And it's like, hey, Tour Striker Nation, I've got a golf school coming up. If anybody, any of you would like to join in, let me know. And he sells out every golf school, and he only has to send one message, right? He's not doing it via email because he can't do, see the videos there. And the nice thing is because he uses Coach Now in all of his golf schools and his remote training, because he's got remote coaching too, um, all these messages land in somebody's space. So it's all just this very organized, streamlined uh, history of all of their interactions. Correct. Um, so I would encourage you, if you haven't dug into segments, do it. We've got help videos around it, but honestly, it's so easy. You create a segment, throw some spaces in it. The main thing that you need to know is one space can be in multiple segments. It's just very easy to have it in the same place if you want it to be. A good example would be, here's a junior, but they're also a remote training person, right? And they're in both segments. It's very simple to organize that way. Right. And then when you're in it, you can manage the segment and then you would post. And on the mobile app, there's three little dots in the right-hand corner on the bottom of the screen if you're using iOS. And from there, you can access it on the iPad and Android. It's a little different. You just go into the menu and you find it. But we're actually going to be bumping that up to the front screen because we're going to be restructuring a few things because this is such a, a powerful feature that I don't think is getting used enough because it's kind of hidden. Um, so we've got some great questions here where we've got about 15 minutes left. So keep the questions coming. Uh, I'm going to jump back into, uh, Jorge's space, just in case we want to look for, uh, anything else. So here's a question. So being a busy trainer with a full question, how do you find the best ways to fit in the online evals and consultations as well as all the other things that you're doing? So I think it's about managing your time and your business is the main question here that we want to figure out. Yeah, Joey, that's a, that's a good one because the reality is you can't, well, the reality is I haven't been able to switch over to 100% online, if you will. Um, for instance, Kaylee's probably working 40 to 50% of her time uh, on-site on clients at, at TPI, at the houses, um, and then the other 50 to 60% is online evaluations. So we basically create a schedule that she's available for each day. And if she's going to be off-site working with a client, she's going to book out the appropriate time. And then the remainder of those times will be available for, for those online scheduled appointments. Now, I can tell you that a majority of our online evaluations come early in the morning or during mid-afternoon or later in the evening. So the flexibility has to be there if you're going to go online to suit the client's needs. Because if I got people on the East Coast, which is three hours different for me, and they want to do a 7 p.m. that or a 5 p.m. when they're done with work, that's actually 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. for me. So I have to adjust. And then in, when they're in Southeast Asia, they're they're doing a nighttime and I'm I'm up at four in the morning doing that type of stuff. So yeah. you kind of have to work with the client and go with the flow in that regard. Absolutely. Yep. And I think one of the ways to leverage being a busy person is hiring more people. 
right? That that's where we all hope to be is that you can build a team. If you're at a point where you're overwhelmed, strongly consider finding a way to replicate you, right? Build some redundancy in your business so that it's not all on your shoulders. And that's why, that's why I hired the girls because I'm in an airplane, I'm teaching seminars, I'm all over the planet. And the reality is it's hard for me to build a schedule that it can be financially viable for me because I don't make money when I'm on an airplane. And if, if Kaylee's available to be there to do it and all I have to do is jump in, sign in and monitor and chime in when needed, it creates a different structure that is easier for my lifestyle. It's easier for their lifestyle. And let's think of it from the clients. And you know, my client, every one of my clients have access to Shauna, Kaylee, myself, and Justin, my business manager. So they have four experts mm. right on them. And if any questions come up, well, we're all there to help out. So uh, there's, there's four eyes, sets of eyes looking at the same problem. So that's another example of over delivering. Uh, absolutely. Right. And, and, all the coaches that I know that have reached a certain level of success, right? They've built a team around them, whether it's a, a business manager, consultant, marketing person, or supplementary trainers that go along with them. Um, we've got a, a great question here. I think it's more of a technical question, which is nice. Um, so it's how do you embed exercise videos into the chat history of coach now? I think what we're seeing here is this. So I'm going to give you one example here. Just click into here, go to media, and then you can either upload something from your computer you can grab something from your coach now library and you'll see if I click on this, it populates these different things. If you're on your phone, it's the same mechanism and you can always add different types of media as replies. So not only can you post at the high level like this of text, and if we go all the way to the top, right, you can write a little note here, you can post some media there, but our platform is different than a lot in the sense that you can reply with any type of media that you like as well. And we have this library feature, um, which we're gonna continue to improve. It works well if you know how to work it, but we're gonna keep uh, improving it so it's a little more simple for anybody to, to navigate. But you can even upload a bunch of stuff into your library to reuse. And the nice thing is I think for Lance is that, or for Kaylee in particular, she's probably done this foam rolling example a number of times, so it lives in her library and she's gonna be able to reuse it time and time again. Yeah, and I believe they, they tag all their exercises in the library so that yes. it becomes easier for them to find them, if you will. Yep, and you'll notice these tags right here. And that's why for those that use tags, the library works great. There's a lot of us that, a lot of folks that aren't using tags as well as they could, so it becomes difficult to organize the content. But some very future-oriented library improvements um, will make it simpler and it'll also give you the ability to share some content in a different way. Um, can't put a timeline on that. If I did, I would be fully lying to you, but we're really <laughs> excited about improving the platform and we're always working hard in the background to do that. Sadly, not every improvement is something that everybody sees because a lot of it's like technical foundational stuff um, that makes the experience better, but it doesn't necessarily make it cooler for you. Um, and this session will definitely be recorded. That's the last question we have here. Um, yeah, it's a lot of information. I don't expect you to gather all of it right now or digest it right now. Um, for a lot of you, you may remember that Coach Now, one of our foundational elements is built on the forgetting curve. We know you forget more than you remember, and there's a lot of science to back that up. So we're definitely record this for you. Um, so we've got 10 more minutes. This gives you an opportunity to ask any question you like. Uh, you've got Lance and I here. I can be more of maybe the technical person. Lance has got all the business know-how that you might want to be learning from. Um, here, great. So here's a kind of a, a very standard business question, which I think kind of touches on the 
challenges a lot of coaches face would be how do you handle in-person clients that haven't paid for remote coaching that keep reaching out remotely for help? So I'll let you answer that one, Lance. And then I've also got a best practices one across the entire platform, but how do you do it? Laura, I think that's a really good question because it happens all the time. So what I've done recently and my TPI experiences are half day experiences. So they're all on site in person clients. They pay X dollars to be there with me and my staff for three hours. I include the remote coaching into the price of my session. So, well, I'll tell you, it titles, if you're going to come and see me for three hours, it's $1,200. So part of that is you're going to get Kaylee for those three hours, Lance for those three hours. We're going to build your program. We're going to put it all on the coach now and you get a month of service for free included into that, but it's not free. It's, it's, it's all part of the entire structure of the package. So I don't give them the opportunity to opt out is what I'm saying. This is now a part of how I do business. Even if it's on site, you're going to have all of your drills, your homework followed up with on next. And I'm going to charge accordingly because I aim to get, results out of my clients and I aim for retention out of my clients and feedback from them. And I can't do it all in that one hour session or three hour session. And that, that's the word I really want you all to pay attention to. And Lance, maybe you can speak a little bit more to it would be the retention aspect of this, right? You're, you're building in your model. Well, and this is why I created uh, you know, coach now so long ago was that exchanging time for money around lessons didn't work. I would always have to resell them to come back. So you're selling coaching programs. And as a part of that, you're doing everything you can to kind of sell this ongoing connection. And I used to do it via email and text and all these other terrible ways. And that's why I invented this dang thing so long ago. Um, but let's talk about your retention numbers, Lance. You don't necessarily have to be specific on it because I know that's probably private to you, but let's just talk about, um, in whatever way you feel would be appropriate to share the level of retention introducing this kind of communication and this level of programming, right? What it's done for your business. I mean, in the last year, I've had three clients leave. That's it. Yep. And they weren't due to unhappiness. It was a junior who wasn't enjoying working out and he was 12 years old and he wasn't ready for it. So, but he loved the whole thing. He just wasn't going to do it. And the parents didn't want to spend money. So it, it's, I have had amazing success. We actually polled every single one of my clients um, at the end of September to say, how are things going? Please reach out. And it was an in-depth questionnaire by Justin. And literally every feedback was positive. There wasn't any negative feedback. And there, there was plenty of opportunity to provide negative feedback. And there just simply wasn't. Um, so the retention levels are pretty good. Now you'll get into problems if you get lazy and go yeah. five days without communicating and think that's okay. Now I can keep doing that. Or if you're not demanding your clients continue with their feedback. And I think this delves into a point where, you know, I'm not comfortable still. I've been in this business 20 years. I'm not comfortable with firing a client if they're not adhering to the programming because I don't like losing money. But the reality is if somebody's not being retention, you know, savvy, they're not, they're not communicating. I've had two juniors really in this bucket and I've had to be very firm saying, listen, if you don't, if you don't step up the game, I'm going to have to say no to you, unfortunately, because it's going to end up reflecting negatively on my brand if I let it go. 
So I would say retention's been very good, very good, because it's so easy for the clients to respond in on their time. It doesn't always have to be on my time. Right. And I think that last part that you talked about with the juniors was what I was going to highlight a minute ago is that if you're looking to get accountability or compliance, you have to set the expectation that this is how I work. This is what I do. So you need to do your part of it. And ultimately, while it might feel not great to fire someone, as Lance said, it will come back to bite you because it will reflect negatively on your brand in the long run if you just let people kind of stay around and ultimately they're not getting any better because they're not participating. So then they're like, well, who's your coach? Well, Lance, and you know, I've been playing terrible, right? You don't want that because they're not doing their part. Correct. But at the same time, that kind of energy is going to be kind of spread around in their friend group and you don't want that. Well, the other good part about step one of my process is this is where I weed out a lot of potential, you know, roadblocks for success for my business. Yeah. And I learned this from Dr. Thomas Bird, one of the world's leading hip orthopedic surgeons is he's like, I'm not the best because I'm the best. He goes, well, I'm good. He goes, but I think we're the best at screening our clients. Mm. I'm like physically screening them. I'm sure he goes, no, no, no. Choosing which clients are right for surgery. And if we choose which clients are right for our businesses or our remote programs, it's much better than trying to select everyone. Instead of chasing dollars, chase the clients that are going to give you success. And that requires you to ask some harder questions up front. And most of all, it requires you to say, at some point in time, you know what, this may not be the best program for you. Maybe you should try this person's program because I don't think you're going to be successful within the framework here. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's imperative, right? You're, you're building a relationship, so it needs to work both ways. So as we wrap up here, we've got a couple more questions. Um, one being, I, clearly this works well in the golf world. I want to make it clear that Lance, while this is a golf example, and we've talked a lot about golf, Lance is a movement specialist. He works with people from all different sports. So regardless of whether you are like the movement specialist in the uh, truer sense of the word in this physical uh, fitness aspect of it, um, anybody that is doing anything technical, basketball, soccer, tennis, uh, we've seen a lot of success in Olymp remote Olympic weightlifting coaching. There's a lot of people doing it and all the advice that Lance has given us today parallels all of that, right? Onboarding, uh, interviewing your clients, how you deliver what you're delivering, the level of attention, the business model. It's the same for everybody. Um, so this advice goes across all the different verticals or different sports. And I'll say from my experience, I recently got invited to work with the Chicago Blackhawks outside of my wheelhouse, go. I would say. And applying movement screening and coaching for the hockey players was as easy, if not easier, using the platform. And I, I, was, I was really well pleased that this can cross different sports in an instant. It's so simple. Yeah. So, I mean, it's... And that's why we built it as open as we did, right? Coaching is coaching. There's nuanced aspects of it. And you might use some sort of statistical program or some sort of assessment platform that does like 3D assessments. Use all that. And hopefully some of that content ends up in Coach Now as a way to kind of tell that story. Um, but we built it as open as we did because we wanted it to apply to as many uh, you know, sports as we could. Um, so we have a technical question here. Uh, Gilbert, I would encourage you to email us that one because we're going to wrap up in just a minute but it is very simple to go into the library and edit the tags. You can totally do it. I'm just not going to necessarily jump into that right as we close. Um, but if you hit us up on this little support widget, you could even type it in and there'll be a video there that shows you how to do it. And if you can't track it down, 
hit us up and we'll walk you through it very easily. Um, but every piece of content is editable and you can retag it as you use it. Um, so we've got two minutes left. I don't think we have any more questions coming in, but I do want to give this last minute here for Lance to share anything else you want to Lance. I think it's important for everybody to know if you are looking for somebody that is in the world uh, of what Lance does and you're using coach now, it's a no brainer to at least hit Lance up to kind of build a bridge with him. Cause you may need to send somebody his way from a movement specialist kind of standpoint, but Lance, as we wrap up, is there any kind of last pieces of wisdom you want to share uh, from this kind of I, this remote coaching world that we've been talking about? Yeah, I'd love to. Um, I've, I've recently been branching out into getting this platform, the remote coaching, onto other people's coaching platforms. So um, just for instance, like Coach Caster out of uh, the East Coast, Golf Coach, has all of his clients that he's coaching using the system. And we formed a relationship where I would be his performance aspect of his business. So all of his winter program clients are now coming through Landscale Performance and getting evaluations, but we're putting all the information under Coach Caster's uh, Coach Now platform so that the, from the client's perspective, all the information is funneled through one spot. Now a, a client could have a golf space and a training space, a fitness space. Yep. And what I found is like, I can be the remote coaching arm for uh, an entire academy. And I think that's a huge advantage, a huge yep. advantage. Because the reality is every, every coach out there doesn't have a fitness center or performance directors at their fingertips. So let me be that person for you. And those types of relationships can be struck up in any sport and any place on the planet as long as we have a platform like Coach Now to help moderate it. A hundred percent. Yeah. And I would encourage anybody that's listening, right, to understand that connect with someone like Lance or literally Lance via social media, strike up a relationship, you know, shoot him an email, whatever way that you can connect with him, please do it. Um, because you might be the golf professional he refers people to if you're a golf coach. Um, if you're somebody that's looking for a fitness professional, Lance could be that person. But I would encourage you to think about your network and understand that there's technology that can bridge the two of you together. So if you're following someone or friends with somebody on the East Coast that you could be complimentary to, strike up a relationship. Try to figure out a business model that can work for you. Uh, because honestly, that's usually my, my go-to advice is tap into other professionals' Rolodexes and you're never really going to have to do that, that uh, debt you're not going to have to do a ton of dedicated marketing on your own because you're going to be sharing and collaborating. Correct. So with that, we've reached our time window. Uh, Lance, you the man. Thank you so much for being as open as you were. Thanks everybody for joining and asking such great questions. I will dish this out uh, as a recording soon, as well as a way to get in touch with Lance if you want to. Um, so until then, thanks again, and we'll catch you later. Thanks everybody. Thanks. Hey there, Spencer here again with a quick reminder. If you like what you heard, please don't forget to review, share, and subscribe. It's our goal to make as big an impact on the coaching world as we can, and your support helps us do that in a big way. So again, thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next time.